Yeah, and people might be being, might be a little confused by this. I don't know. Why might they be confused, Tay? Hey? I don't know. They might be like, isn't this a Broadway theater podcast? Like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, okay. I'm confused. Yes. So yeah. here, here, here's the situation. Yeah. There are these things called theaters where you also <laughs> see theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, see theater, yeah. but yeah. you have to go to the theater as well. Yeah. That's and right. your butt sits in a seat, yeah. and sometimes it's uncomfortable and scratchy and red, That's velvety, right. and very hot or freezing cold, depending on which of these amazing theaters you go to. And so, yeah. I feel like most talk- theaters now do have air conditioning, but <laughs> yeah, but it still could be hot. Hello, and welcome to episode 77 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your block party's production of A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about this theater nerd cult that we're all a part of, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Broadway theaters. Oh my gosh. Well, Taylor, here we are. Another here week. Here we are. Another week. Another summer. It's August now. Happy August. Or no, I guess today is the last day of July. Come so. on, Taylor. Don't rush it now. Yeah, right. Tomorrow. I'm just rushing to tomorrow. <laughs> it's almost August. It's almost um, August. Today is yeah. the, oh, I forgot there were 31 days in July day. Mm, I'm Happy. like a I'm like that weird alcoholic drink. I'm a white Russian to August. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. That was good. That was good, right? No. no. Okay. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yes, the last day of July. Uh, I can't believe it's already we're we are going, you know, summer is I think now that Barbie and Oppenheimer are out, I'm like, okay, like, what else is there? This for is the, the end summer? of the summer. That, yeah, yeah. To me, this yeah. is the peak of the summer. Like this is right. where the summer turns into the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. technically summer doesn't end until like the middle of September if you're I know, I know. going by the solstice and the right. equinox or whatever. Right. But um, you Which know we all for, pay attention to it for all those <laughs> for those of us who don't follow the sun moon uh, and are just following the calendar year. Yes, this is the last, as I like mm. to say, the last bash weeks, the last weeks for bashing. Um, <laughs> like summer bash. <laughs> Yes, I was like, bad. Is that what they call it now? The bash, like a big backyard bash? bash? No, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's like what they call cookout. it. 
I mean, technically Labor Day. I mean, we still have a month until Labor Day. So. I just mean for like, you know, our teachers out there, our right. parents out there, back to school right. is going to start sooner than you know it. Target's yeah. already ready. Target's, listen, people are ready for like Thanksgiving. I'm like, like freaking Hobby Lobby's like, here's your turkey. And your- <laughs> I was at the Goodwill the other day and they had, no, I was at Kohl's the other day, which, wow, crazy. Someone, some, my friend I and passed I by a Kohl's and said, I haven't been there in Kohl's, 10 years. But they had like Halloween stuff out. I was like, yeah. it's full on July still. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So. People are just getting ready for, I heard today that someone was like, there's definitely going to be a lot of Barbie and Oppenheimer costumes for Halloween. And someone was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see the Barbenheimer costumes, like someone in the fedora, but it's pink. It's like a pink fedora. And they're like dressing up as Barbenheimer, which I think is hilarious. And I, Or like someone's dressed up as Barbie with a pink cloud over them. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I maybe that's what I'm going to be. Mm, I love it. Maybe. Deep cut. Yeah, maybe I'll be Alan because that's my spirit Alan. animal. No spoilers though. Yeah. No spoilers. Alan the ally. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. True. Um, we love Alan. Yeah. Well, okay. lots to discuss this week. Um, we are of course starting out as always with our what's the buzz segment. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 One day Taylor and I will do a little dance and we'll one day we'll have a live show and everyone can dance with us (laughs) (laughs) one day dream big of course if you're just tuning in with us for our broadway theaters episode uh our what's the bus segment is where we talk about current every week broadway theater in general news last week we did not discuss um broadway con uh, which I have never been to, but it looks like so much fun. And I also, I, it does every time I'm like, this is the con I want to go to. I know. And also like, I love that it was the same weekend as comic-con, like the real comic-con in San Diego. Yeah. No, I, there's actually many comic-cons. I don't know if people knew that, but the, the really big one is in San Diego every year in July. And because of the actor strike and the writer strike there, um, like no, like a bunch of like fans went but like no like big movie studios went yeah (laughs) no actors went no no one was actually there it was just fans there actually was the first ever because hall h in comic-con this is just turning into a comic-con discussion yeah comic-con was (laughs) was uh the first ever indian movie was presented in hall h at comic-con which i thought was really cool i didn't know that yeah i know the The things you learn when you follow nerd things nerd um Speaking of nerd, though, theater nerd cult, theater nerd, uh, Broadway con. This is what I'm saying. There's lots of things happened. Yeah, they show they showed the entire show of Between the Lines, I believe. I that's crazy. I know. I hope we get to see it. I hope there's and, a pro shot. There is a pro yeah, shot, right? There is a pro shot. We just haven't seen it yet. And yeah. for those that don't know, we know someone in the Rachel and I both know someone in the main cast of that show. So, yeah, um, who. <laughs> Rich, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but he was he got his times mixed up and he was late to the show. <laughs> Which I no, that's hilarious. amazing. I know. Well, so uh, I relate to that. Yeah. I hope we get to see it soon. Um, yeah. People like James Monroe Eigelhart was there. Seth Rodesky was there. We love um, a Seth Rodesky moment. Michael Cerverus. 
from Fun Home and Sweeney Todd. Lots of people were there to greet all the theater fans and Broadway fans and lots of and cosplaying we, happening. Which was a really lot of fun. cosplaying as yeah. as with all the cons, but Ohio, right. uh, the Ohio musical performed. Mm-hmm. How and to they Dance did, in Ohio. Yeah, they did a first yep. look and same mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Back to the Future, although Back to the future. that's also yeah. part of our buzz for later. But yeah, yeah, really, I mean, I think Broadway con is just so cool. I heard lots of, I've always heard really good things about it, mostly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that is just like a really fun way for us theater nerds to interact with other theater nerds and to feel like we're a part of the content uh, before it's happening. The content. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah love that yeah and hopefully of course as of right now of course like we've discussed broadway is has not been affected too much by the strikes that are going on um but i'm hoping you know next year there can be even more stars for people to meet and greet and maybe like andrew reynolds and josh grad will come back and do a gutenberg thing yeah that's amazing i keep seeing all the bts photos and i'm like oh my gosh it's amazing i know yeah so good Mm -hmm. what else do we rachel this was chris so this happened this next bit of news the buzz happened literally 30 minutes after we ended (laughs) recording last week like (laughs) we were like what so So what's crazy is i follow i follow this person on tiktok and i'll link i think did we link to them in the show notes Last time we'll link to the show no- them in the I'm show notes sure. this time. Yeah, but he, I think his name is Bri- Brian, the Broadway business person or something. But anyway, uh-huh. he, yeah. um, I know it's Brian. He talks about uh, how like the revenue. There are a few people I follow on TikTok that talk about the revenues for the mm-hmm. the weeks, and he talks about trending. And um, one of the things that you might not know when a show is about to close is that obviously they have to tell the cast and crew before they tell the uh, the general audience. And typically on right. the first day of their week, which is a Tuesday, they would get a call time that is earlier than normal. Um, and so the everyone would come in early and potentially the staff or the director, whomever might be telling them the news that this is when they're going to close. And typically, I don't know if it's the same with every contract, but typically for people contracted, you have to tell them two weeks in advance um, for your show. And so you would typically tell people on the Tuesday of that week, because that starts the week. And then you only have to run for two more, like that week and the week after. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it would close. And typically Tuesday evenings, or Wednesday mornings, we'll get show closing announcements. This was on a Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Sunday? It was on a Sunday in the afternoon. So I like don't know if they knew how long they knew they were closing, and it announced that it was closing the next weekend. Mm-hmm. And so as numbers, of this recording being released, been, it is already. Closed. closed yeah as this is new york new york i don't ears, know if we've mentioned this no we haven't mentioned it <laughs> yes. but i was gonna say for the last few weeks their numbers new york new york has been trending really really poorly post tony's mm-hmm. um and if you read some of the comments on official broadway world uh they're not all great either about announcing the the close of new york new york now correct me if i'm wrong taylor but isn't new york new york going to tour I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Didn't they announce a tour? Yes. They will embark on a national tour starting in 2025. 
So I'm just wondering, <laughs> will that happen? One and two, like, mm-hmm. is it going to be any well, more well received than how it was in New York about? Well, New York? even shows that do close early do tour. Like a Strange Loop is going on tour. No, of course, and... but a Strange Loop had a lot of awards. That's true. Well, only three, but yes, it did win Best Music. It had a lot of, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a lot of cloud. So anyway, I mean, that this... New York, New York performance of the Tonys, that kiss, everybody remembers it. So it's just super sad. Very talented people getting uh, their run cut short. Uh, we knew, I knew it was inevitable. I did not think mm-hmm. we were going to get an announcement that it was going to close a week. We get a week's yeah. notice. So no quick uh, trip to New York for Taylor and I to see the one and only right. New York, New York. Yeah, and I feel like we have not heard from Lynn about this, I will say. Although maybe he's staying off of social media because of the writer's strike. But um, no formal, you know, discussions about it, which I think is interesting. Um, and also we have, I mean, I, I mean, maybe it is, there is on TikTok, but I haven't really heard from the actors at all about it. Yeah, me so, either. Yeah. But it's sad. I mean, we're we're always sad when a show closes, but hopefully always. hopefully we'll get to see this on tour because, you know, touring does allow more accessibility as yeah. we've talked about before. So, and maybe this show is just expensive to produce too. Like it that's totally is. one I mean, the set is gorgeous, but it's definitely yeah. expensive. It's a big cast. Yeah. 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 Definitely expensive. So, so we need Todd still running though. So there's that. So there's that. So tell us some more, maybe better news, Taylor. Yeah. Better news is this year at the Paper Mill Playhouse, we have the first of two Great Gatsby, not at the Paper Mill Playhouse, but the Great Gatsby musical. Now, this is the one that's not by Florence and the Machine, I believe. I think that's right. I think that's right. I was looking it up as we were recording But we got casting announcements For this so this is running Just so people know August 12th Through November 12th so only a month At the Paper Mill Playhouse I assume they plan if it does well To go to Broadway This is um, Starring Jeremy Jordan And Eva Noblezada As um, Jay Gatsby and Daisy Buchanan Respectively um, this is directed by Mark Brunei, who did Beautiful, with a book by Kate Kerrigan, who did The Mad Ones, and a score, jazz and pop influenced original score by Jason Howland and Nathan Tyson, who have penned Paradise Square. Yeah. So crazy. Exciting. We I love those two actors, so that's very exciting. Although I think the concept of a Florence and the Machine Great Gatsby kind of intrigues me a little bit more um, as for the score version of it but listen where is this notebook musical I guess it's not going to go anywhere that's what I want to know I guess it's not going to go anywhere maybe they're going to do another out of town well remember how it was it wasn't well received in Chicago when it was out of town so anyway I mean maybe they just have to redo it but I feel like the notebook's kind of a listen Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling yeah I know. Back at it again. Yeah. But this is very exciting nonetheless. The I love, you know, I love and we love both of these two stars. Yeah. As as I said recently, uh Ava Noblezada was my pick for Alpha in the Wicked movie. And, That's so crazy. Uh, and, <laughs> but so she's so talented. And talented. we mentioned, of course, recently that she was leaving 
Hades Town. Um, so this makes sense. This makes yeah, sense. So this, so this makes sense. And Jeremy Jordan's doing his little stint in um, Little Shop, little and then shop. going to this. So, so super fun. Things and are adding up in our mind. Of course, we all know the wild success that Jeremy Jordan had in Newsies at Paper Mill Playhouse, and then True. went on to Broadway. So. True. He'll Maybe be welcomed home a, as like a yeah. Broadway hero. That's but sure. we're all glad that he's not doing Supergirl anymore and he's back on Broadway. <laughs> we are. That is one thing we can agree on for yeah. sure. Yeah. Some other exciting news in the Broadway mm. world. We had two openings last week. The Cottage uh, on Broadway opened. Um, and that's really exciting. I know we talked about this cast before. Laura Bell Bundy yeah. um, being the first time right she's in a play on broadway so. yes and back on since legally blonde yeah so crazy so they, cooper. they opened. yeah yeah sorry go ahead Tay. oh and lily cooper and eric mccormack and what a great cast it looks hilarious and alex so muffet from yeah. snl right it's his broadway yeah. debut so it's really also exciting. i don't think back to the future opened i think it just had a benefit for oh, okay. the michael j fox foundation oh that's well that's exciting yeah well we got some more pictures of the show and what it was going to we look did. like this week yeah including some audio and a little um video yeah promo it's so. i think it's like gonna be really big especially because like pretty much every star from the movie came out for that benefit performance and they all took pictures with the cast before the performance and yeah it was really it was really cool i have well, not watched the michael j fox documentary on apple but i've heard it's amazing so yes i haven't watched it either yeah but another show that um didn't open but started its previews on broadway is mm -hmm. uh shark on broadway mm -hmm. shark is broken yeah shark is broken exactly yes I saw someone wearing a shark suit to that movie, even though that's not what it's about. But uh, that's okay. I love that. Oh, my gosh. You know who looks great in it is Alex Brightman. He looks so different than he does. He, like I, It was really hard for me yeah. to tell that that was him. I know. Yeah. That beard work. On that the right side. Yeah. His hair. Yeah, we'll, we'll put this photo in our show notes. Yeah. And we also got some more casting news. Yes, this is our final What's the Buzz. Um, yes, this casting news is pretty exciting because this is one of their first time on Broadway. So yeah, we got did. some casting news for a play for Off-Broadway, Danny and the Deep Blue Sea, starring, it's going to star Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott or Abbott. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what an interesting title. Is this like a new play or is it a revival? That's what I'm I don't know. I was actually, I, I felt like I should look that up probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be playing, um, at the L Lucille Lort Lortel theater off Broadway. And I, I mean, whenever you get a named talent to star in something, there's definitely a possibility of it transferring to broadway Absolutely. i mean we saw quickly the sign in sydney bursting's window transferred to broadway but and they got one tony award out of that so they did but that was a quick move yeah audrey plaza obviously coming off of the uh white lotus season too high mm -hmm. yeah and pre marvel she's gonna be in um 
the one with Patty Lapone. She's gonna be in. Um, oh Where Patty Lapone Agatha, definitely Agatha, said things she wasn't yeah. supposed to say about yeah. it. Agatha Coven of Chaos, I believe it's called. Yeah. And I think Aubrey and Patty Lapone are pl- both playing witches, which is like inspired. So I can't wait. Honestly, yeah. sign me up. Anyone hear that thunder in the background for my? No. <laughs> Literally a huge thing of thunder just happened oh, at my house. Okay. Well, stay safe yeah. out there. Everyone. Well, that's all we got. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all we got here. Uh, back to you in the studio. No, back to you <laughs> on channel two. Back to you, Mike, in the studio. <laughs> oh man well yes what's the buzz that's super fun we're gonna of course keep talking about all the current broadway news but as we transition to our main topic today of broadway theaters broadway theater yeah and people might be being might be a little confused by this i don't know why might they be confused hey i don't know they might be like isn't this a broadway theater podcast like what are you talking about i'm confused yes so yeah. Here, here, here's the situation. Yeah, there are these things called theaters where you also <laughs> see theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, see theater, yeah. but yeah. you have to go to the theater as well. Yeah, that's and right. your butt sits in a seat, yeah. and sometimes it's uncomfortable and scratchy and red, that's velvety, right. and very hot or freezing cold, depending on which of these amazing theaters you go to. And so yeah. I feel like most talk- theaters now do have air conditioning, but <laughs> yeah, but it still could be hot. That's true. But we're going to talk about the theaters that make peep up my, um, Broadway. Pete, my character of the week with both of those things. So. Oh, cute. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Don't skip ahead though. Everyone better listen. True. Yeah. Don't skip ahead. Don't, don't timestamp that. So um, why, why do we think talking about Broadway theaters is important today? Well, for one thing, Broadway, you know, we do talk, we try and diversify our theater coverage on this show, but Broadway is definitely one place that, you know, it's the biggest place, at least in the U.S. for, for theater. Yeah. Um, And it's a, it's a big talking point amongst lots of theater things happen there. So Broadway is like a big place. Yeah, it's, it's like, like Hollywood, Hollywood for theater. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you who you don't know, know what Hollywood is, this is not the podcast for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's a separate podcast episode that we'll do on our Patreon that we don't have. So five dollars a month, yeah. everyone. Sign up. That's right. Our our PR our PO boxes are <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um so anyway, but yes, because theater is something that is live happening in your face you do have to go to a theater to watch theater so broadway (laughs) yes broadway (laughs) especially things like you know daniel radcliffe and equus that was definitely happening in everyone's faces cabaret with Um, eddie yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. maybe lee michelle maybe lee michelle we still haven't heard that casting announcement but we're waiting for it it's gonna happen Um, tom holland and zendaya and suzical all these things happening in your face and because of that like and also a lot of these theaters that we're gonna we're not gonna talk about rachel and i kind of discussed beforehand we're not gonna go through each theater in depth because that would just take like four hours 
Yeah, but we will but, name all the theaters. Yes, we will name maybe some fun facts, maybe some some cool stuff. We'll talk about things we've seen in these theaters. Yeah. But there, you know, a lot of these theaters have been around a very long time. There's lots of cool history in them. And we do encourage you guys, you know, we'll put some links in the show notes for you guys to if you want to deep dive on any of the theaters to of your on your own accords, definitely do that. But um, I think it's important to discuss because there's just so much history inside of them. For one, just the buildings themselves, but then also the Broadway history within them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so cool to think about, oh, I'm going to see Shucked and to think about, like, what shows were there, like, who... Who was in this dressing? You know, obviously we don't go in the dressing rooms unless you're those people that went in Leah Salonga's dressing room. See? But which I finally watched that video and it was cringe. Oh my gosh, it was cringe. It was so I like I don't really get embarrassed that easily, but it was bad. It was like really I felt so bad for Leah Salonga. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, side note. But you know, just thinking about like who's been in this building, specifically the Shocked Theater, like Newsies was there. And Rent was there, and I yeah. believe Spring Awakening was. Oh no, maybe Spring Awakening wasn't there, but we I will, think Spring. We'll get I think, to this. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe Spring Awakening was at the Eugene O'Neill. But um, anyway, lots of just history happens there, even if it shows that like, you know, it's a show no one's heard of. It's still like that's like Broadway history. Which another thing I'll shout out is the Museum of Broadway, which is currently in New York right now. And I believe they talk a lot about this as well. They talk about the history of Broadway. They yeah. talk about the theaters in general. They talk about monumental shows like Wicked and things like that. But they have a lot of interactive stuff. Rachel and I hope to go there someday and record a podcast right in the lobby. What are they going right to do? Right there in the middle. Yeah. Live. But the other thing I, I was going to say, uh, Tay, the other reason why we want to talk about theaters is actually yeah. one of the things that I was learning in the beginnings of the COVID shutdown. And mm. I follow this um, amazing person on Instagram and I'll link to her, um, both her website and also her social media in the show notes because she, her name, her uh, handle is Backstage Blonde and she is a costumer for mm. some of the shows that are on Broadway. And obviously during COVID, she wasn't doing that. And so she kind of talked about some of the history of some of the theaters and how little of them are named after women. And I felt it was super important to just think through and learn about. And, you know, we are not, as we say at the beginning of the podcast, this is not a this is not a deep dive into history. So we are kind of glossing yeah. the surface in hopes that this mm-hmm. will be the beginning of your exploration. And if you've never thought of Broadway theaters before in your life and you never will Google it again, we hope that you'll at least walk away with a few little nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We like to think we're like Broadway Barbies and we're just glossed over <laughs> like a, how a Barbie is. And that's kind of what this podcast is. Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. paddle. we did not go with paddle hands. They didn't go that's with true. paddle hands. This is my only spoiler. There were no paddle hands. That's true. No bar. I mean, the wave was there. But yeah, that's yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Well, Taylor, Taylor, what what makes a Broadway theater? Mm, A very good question, which I feel like a lot of people actually have asked me this that know I'm into theater have asked me, like, why is it specifically a Broadway theater? And there's Mm. why is there off Broadway and off off Broadway, off 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 Broadway, and then there's out of town. I know that we've talked about this once before, but let's remind them. Yes, let's remind them. So typically, 
a venue, uh, a, to make it a Broadway theater, a venue of 500 seats or more located on Broadway, in which is the street name, in case anybody didn't know that, <laughs> in New York City. I mean, watch National Treasure, everyone. Come on. Come on now. The, the what is it? The, the, wa- the, the wall on Broadway. Yeah, yes. the wall on right. Broadway. Exactly. Yeah. This is all we're saying. <laughs> Um, in New York City in the theater district is a Broadway theater so anything 500 seats and more so it has to do with the number of butts and seats have to do with Broadway (laughs) and I would say the Broadway League I think um, kind of gives their stamp of approval for Broadway theaters now it's Rachel how many Broadway theaters are there yeah I was going to say it would be rare for a new Broadway theater to just pop up these days considering yeah, real true. estate and location. So it's yes. more, we have declined in the number of Broadway theaters instead of increased. Yeah. At Although this I will point say a lot of big entities, including someone like Disney will just buy an old theater and then yes. either renovate it or like we'll tear it all down it. and then rebuild it. Yes. Yes. But I mean, as in we're, we're normally balancing out zero to zero on that. So I would there- love a brand new Broadway theater to just show just up. That in the would middle be of really cool. Times Square, just right yeah. there where the TKTS yeah. stand is. <laughs> just literally right there. I think next to Juniors, they should put it there. Next to where? <laughs> juniors. And then it's like right there. Okay, but when Toy Story on Broad on in Times Square closed, toy, no, mm-hmm. Toy Story, Toys R Us. When Toys, toys R Us, help me out. I thought you were saying that they should do Toy Story on Broadway. Also that. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story number two specifically. Anyway, but um, I think they should just mash all of them together and have like Forky (laughs) in Act Two, and. (laughs) and... But when they closed Toys R Us on in Times Square, I really thought that's a great place for a theater. They didn't do Mm -hmm. that, but yeah, you could have done that. So all that, all that to say, there are currently forty-one quote unquote active. Broadway theaters that exist per the Broadway League That's right. um, that are here. Yeah, so. and I'm going to go through and name all of them right now. <laughs> yes, all 41. I'm ready. No, I'm ready. It's going to go quick. Okay, so there's the Al Hirschfeld Theater, which is has I'm, – I'm going to say how many seats there are. Those, these are the only okay. facts we're going to get right now, just right away uh, okay. at the top. There Their are name? 1,424 seats, so 1,424 seats. The Ambassador Theater has 1,125 seats. Next, we have the American Airlines um, Theater, which did not house come from away, sad, Um, has 740 seats. Wow, that's a small one. Mm -hmm. Um, August Wilson Theater, which has 1,228 seats. Belasco Theater has 1,018 seats. Bernard B. Jacobs Theater at 1,078 seats. The Booth Theater, one of the best theaters yep. on Broadway, 766 seats. Um, again, I thought that one had more. Mm-mm. The Broadhurst Theater, which is 1,186 seats. The Broadway Theater with 1,761 seats. And last year... 
seeing here lies love and there are less seats than that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Unless you're, you're standing the whole time in the middle of the dance floor. Um, Circle in the Square Theater, which has 840 seats. The Ethel Barrymore Theater, which has one, one, 1,096 seats. Next, we have the Eugene O'Neill Theater, which I mentioned earlier, 1,066 seats. We have next the George Gershwin Theater, which houses the most seats on Broadway, which is 1,933 seats with wonderful Galinda flying over all of them um, every night. Um, next, we have the Gerald Schoenfeld mm-hmm. Theater. Mm-hmm which houses 1079 seats. Next we have the Hayes. I be, is it the is it the Miller Hayes or Hunter? Oh, yeah. Hunter Helen, Hayes, right? Helen, Helen Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, Hunter yeah. Hayes is that country singer. Yeah, yeah. Um it houses 500. I would love for it to be called the Hunter Hayes theater. No, I just want to put no. that over. This houses 597 seats. The smallest Next, theater. Yeah, the smallest theater. Next is the Hudson Theater. Does this also have a name in front of it? Uh, it just says the Hudson Theater. Okay, cool. The Hudson Theater. This is technically the oldest theater having opened in 1903. This houses 1,050 seats. Next is the Imperial Theater which houses 1,443 seats. Next is the James Earl Jones Theater, which was recently renamed, which is so exciting. Um, 1,084 seats is what um, this holds. My brain was not working there. Next is the John Golden Theater, which houses 805 seats. We're almost done, folks. Ish. Um, let's see. Next is the Lena Horn Theater, which houses 1,094 seats. And then we have the Longerack. Long uh, Long Anchor, I thought. Long but Anchor? Maybe. Okay. I've not heard of this one. Um, 1,091 seats. Long Anchor? We'll go with that. Next is the Lundfantain Theater, home of Wenyo and Adams. Bum, 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 bum. Um, this has 1,519 seats. Next is the Lyceum Theater, which has 922 seats. It's interesting to see. Next is the Lyric Theater with 1,938 seats. The Majestic Theater, which housed the Phantom of the Opera, but no longer. 1,645 seats. But no longer. The Marquee Theater, which I believe had Bad Cinderella. Isn't that where Bad Cinderella was? The Marriott Marquee Theater? I actually don't know. But I know that's where Once Upon a One More Time is. Let me look it up. This has 1,612 seats. Next is the Minskoff Theater, which I believe has the second... Oh, no, no, it doesn't. Never mind. Going through these, it doesn't. But this is a very big theater. I know that. Um... This has 1,710 seats, home of the Lion King, and it will live and die with the Lion King. Um, Music Box Theater, this holds 1,009 seats. Next is the Nederlander, which again we mentioned at the top, 1,235 seats. Neil Simon Theater, 1,467 seats. New Amsterdam, New Amsterdam Theater, 
Because you have to say it like Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Well, good 1, thing 000. a Broadway, pro- I mean, a Disney production is there. True. Aladdin is currently there, 1,747. The Palace Theater, 1,743 Recently re-renovated. That's right. Next is the Richard Rogers Theater, where Hamilton will stay and die. Uh, 1,400 seats. Next is the Samuel J. Friedman Theater, 650 seats. Next is the Schubert Theater, 1,460 seats. Next is the St. James Theater. We're almost done, people. 1,709 seats. Next is the Stephen Sondheim Theater, which I believe is fairly new within the last, like, eight years. I think it was renamed to Stephen Sondheim. Maybe I'm wrong. But 1,055 seats. Studio 54 is one. I didn't realize this was there was this many at Studio 54. Mm-hmm. 1,006 seats. The Vivian Beaumont Theater, 1,080 seats. The Walter Kerr, Kerr Theater um, has 945 seats. And finally, our last theater, the the theater among i mean this theater has has been hotly talked about in the past couple of years it's true the winter garden theater winter garden. the winter garden it's a winter garden it's a contradiction um 1526 seats that is all 41 theaters currently active on broadway and we're done Yay. that's it good night no, just kidding. good night he said good night <laughs> yeah so there's lots and lots of broadway theaters and Taylor, are you okay after? And also, as you as I was reading them, I was kind of thinking about like all the rent that it takes. To, like, how much is the combination oh God, of all okay. this? Like, what's one month? Yeah, right. What's one month of rent for all these theaters? I know. I mean, know. I would assume that these theaters are owned. Yeah, that's right, like true. at some point, these theaters were built and they're owned by. But you still have other, like, air conditioning. Like, you still have utilities. Like, you still have to oh, pay for Oh, for sure. That. I mean, the, the the productions that are in the theater are paying rent to right. the house. Right. It's just yeah. wild. It's great. Yeah. It'd be, it'd like, be crazy. The biggest theater, which is the Gershwin, is that, like, the most expensive one? Or, I don't know. I feel like location also has to deal with some of right. it, right, too. Right. Most people I have heard that the St. James is like one of the most sought after theaters on Broadway. It's right sense. next to John's Pizza, which is one of my favorite pizza shops in New York City. Great pizza. It's in an old church. I love it so much. It's have you also, been there, Rachel? No, but I but I have been to the St. James and I feel like it's mm-hmm. just such a the building facade is so old timey in mm-hmm. like a great way. Well, and the theater itself just like feels like Broadway. It really yeah. does. Yeah. So, um, Taylor, do do you want to ta- what do you want to talk about related to the? Well, the I will podcast? say I, we probably talked about before on the show, but Rachel has seen many, many more Broadway shows than I have, and I think I've seen five or six, five or six. Rachel has seen you've seen like fifty-two. Is that what we counted? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rachel has probably seen almost. Every theater, no. <laughs> I haven't. But, I was. I meant to take. I meant to take all my playbills down and read where the theaters yeah. were. But do, do you that. have like? So I mean, we can talk about like, obviously the ones that have like rich history as far as shows. I mean, like 
I don't think anyone thought Phantom was ever going to close. So that that the majestic, it's it'll be interesting to see what will go there after Phantom. Because I don't think anything's called that one yet. But yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about. Here's the one thing I wanted to say, which yeah. is not that it's not even that amazing. But I want you to remember that Taylor listed the Neil Simon Theater mm-hmm. as one of the the theaters that is currently on broadway correct and i just feel like we really missed putting the neil diamond show uh, neil simon yeah yeah, yeah. where's neil MJ diamond currently play. <laughs> well you know another singer <laughs> but obviously um yeah. yeah this is named it was named um the alvin theater when it opened in 1927 um mm. and then it was owned by these two kind of Broadway producers um, and then CBS. It's ser- oh, I'm reading. It served as a CBS television, television studio for a while before mm-hmm. it was named back as a Broadway theater, as the Neil Simon theater, obviously after the, um, after Neil Simon, the amazing and great. American playwright yeah. whose book I have a book my dad gave me that I need to read. Yes, dad, I will read that um, <laughs> about Neil Simon and his plays. Um, but yeah, currently, yeah. or um, Neil Simon, I believe a character in um, Fosse and Fosse Verdon, isn't he a I character can, in that? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But the other, my other fun fact about the Neil Simon Theater is that the very first show was Funny Face. Yeah, that's great. And also, beloved Broadway legends made their debuts here, including Ethel Merman, Lucille Ball, and Liza Minnelli, which is super awesome. Crazy. Can you imagine any of them making their Broadway debuts? Mm Because I can't, but... Yeah. So, we talked about, I mean, some of the biggest theaters. So, maybe one we can mention, of course, one that we both have seen shows there that are beloved is the Nederlander Theater. Um, I yeah. saw we both saw Newsies there. You saw Shucked there recently. Yeah, um, it's a wonderful theater. It's a very like for having 1200 sheet seats, like it feels like a very intimate space. I don't know I was, if you agree, but absolutely. I was gonna read yeah. what, what else was there. Hold on, yes, please do. Well, one of the biggest sensations of all time, which was Rent, Rent. was there, right? Yeah, um, you know what's funny about. Broadway and just about theater in general is that we're really not that superstitious. You know, I think of baseball as a very superstitious game, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say that theater is we're that superstitious, but I would say that we care a lot about the weight of things that have productions that have previously been in in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it originally opened, the Nederlander Theater was called the National Theater. And there were quite a few, um, quite a few things there, including the we shouldn't name, we shouldn't say this name production on the stage of a theater, Macbeth. Right. So Macbeth was there, which is crazy. Let's see what else. Lots of lots of Shakespeare, and then oh, and and in 1958, once more with feeling, and then it was renamed the Billy Rose Theater somewhere between 1958 and 1959. Um, and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf played there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was founded. It was renamed the Tra- Trafalgar. Tra- yeah, Theater Trafalgar Theater, and in 1979, but then renamed after David T. Niederlander, after the founder of the Niederlander Organization, which is a huge organization on yes. Broadway. Yes. Yeah. And obviously in 1996, it played rent, played there. Then um, for 12 dollars, years. Yeah. For 12 years. Then yeah. Million Dollar Quartet in 2010, in case that was something. And then Newsies, uh, anything. Motown the Musical played there in 2016. War Paint in 2017. In 2018, Pretty Women the Musical. 2019, which I was there for, Kristen Chenoweth for The Girls. 20. 21, the Layman Trilogy, 2022, Mr. Saturday Night, 2022, also Christmas Carol, and then I was back again for Shucked. Love it. Crazy. My gosh, that's amazing. Another one I want to shout out, which we talked about a little bit, one of the biggest and oldest theaters, the New Amsterdam, which opened in 1903, was home of Ziegfeld Follies from 1913 to 1927. During the Great Depression, the theater was converted into a movie theater and parts of the building were used as rehearsal spaces for musicals like my fair lady and camelot which is so cool that's so cool disney bought the disney theatrical productions company bought the building in 1995 and it officially reopened in 1997 with the official premiere of lion king on broadway so this is where lion king premiered originally and i don't know what year lion king moved to the Marquee Theater? The Minskoff. The Minskoff, sorry. In 2006, the show moved to... The, so, 11 years later. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's such a long time to, like, be in one theater. And then they're like, we're going to move this whole show. So, I mean, wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the Broadway Theater. Which mm, I find very one. funny that there's one theater named to the Broadway Theater. Yes. And it's, like... All the way up on Broadway. I remember. Yes. I remember walking to it. Yeah. So I would say, first of all, Here Lies Love, if you didn't catch my quib when Taylor was reading it through, is currently yes. there. They've completely redone the seating and of the orchestra, especially, and the staging. But mm-hmm. one thing about um, Broadway theater, the Broadway theater, um, is that it has, there are some, there are some theaters on Broadway, as Taylor was saying, that we know it costs more to run and operate a show in. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. because of the seating. Sometimes that's because of the set, like how big it is, like the winter garden theater. The ability to have big sets is huge there, Mm -hmm. even though the seating, I mean, the seating is big too, but that's part of their, their design. And the majestic theater obviously had a hundred and some trap doors that it was using for, uh, the panel of the opera. But one thing that I find interesting is that the Broadway theater is one of only three theaters with an actual Broadway address. Like the address is on the Broadway side of Broadway. So that's really interesting. That's amazing. And it's the fourth largest. It opened in 1924 first as a film place, as a cinema. Um, and Which it, I feel it, like a lot of these were that. Yes, yes. But it was the very first place um, for Mickey Mouse cartoon Steamboat Willie in 1928. 
so cool. Isn't Ugh, that I love crazy? That. It is crazy. And so I was going to look up some notable productions, but I would say one of them, obviously, uh, that recently happened was The Music Man. Yes, The Music Man. I have seen Cinderella there, mm-hmm. um, which the revival with uh, Laura Osnes, Shiner's Laura Osnes. Um, have you seen anything Shiner's. at the Broadway Theater? Besides Music, uh, music Man. Oh, that's right. That's right. You I think I've seen one other thing. That's why I was looking up. The I know Shrek was there. I know the recent Fiddler on the Roof revival was there. But also original productions of South Pacific, The Music Man, Cabaret, Funny Girl, and Fiddler on the Roof were all. And I saw King Kong there. Oh, right. Yes. I saw the 2015 revival of Fiddler on the Roof there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, What a great revival. So amazing. Also, um, I was going to say before this, right before COVID, they played West Side Story there. The new and improved West Side Story that no one got to see. Yeah, which had a huge production screen of all the dancers. So I believe. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, I want to shout out like maybe two or three more if you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do, of course, want to shout out the Richard Rogers Theater, which is home to Hamilton and was home to uh, In the Heights, which is really cool. Um, And I wonder if. I don't think Hamilton's ever going to close. I mean, it will close. The fact that Phantom closed means that Hamilton will close someday. But um, don't say that. I know, I know. One day it'll be. We'll be like in our seventies, and then it'll close. Oh god. Um, and everyone will be like, "What's the show?" <laughs> what, um, Grandpa? Can what? you tell me yeah. about this? I like right? how the young people are calling you like that. Sorry, that's yeah. my bad. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "Grandpa, tell me about this show with the rapping." Um. <laughs> With the rapping. Yes. So this is, and what I, if you're, I'll link it in the show notes, but there's a documentary about um, In the Heights that's that PBS did when In the Heights came on. And they, they talk about, Lynn and the creative team talk about how like the Richard Rogers was like always the theater they wanted to house In the Heights in. And they didn't think they were going to get it. And then like at the last minute they got it. And it's just really cool. Just I know like Rogers and Hammerstein are like big influences on Lynn, and to see him have like both of his two like, In the Heights was a a hit. It wasn't as big of a hit as Hamilton, but it was like a huge Broadway hit, and to have yeah. obviously both of his hit shows play in the same theater, I think that's so cool. Especially someone that is gonna live in Broadway history as as someone as you know ubiquitous as as him and someone that's going to live on for like his his work is going to live on for a long time yeah um, i think that's really cool um this sh- this theater opened in 1925 but was not renamed um after the legendary composer until 1990 which um the nederlanders renovated the space um and uh, 11 shows from this theater have won Tony Awards for Best Play or Best Musical more than any other Broadway house, which I think is amazing Crazy. and so cool. That's what yeah. I'm saying about we're not superstitious, but also history can yes, be legendary. Right. And this, of course, is home to one of the biggest Broadway successful mega musicals, which is Hamilton. So, so what could so ever cool. follow behind yeah. it? Yeah, it's question. a super cool theater too. Even just to like go and look at, it's very very cool. Yeah. Um, um 
I have one I want to shout out. Yeah, kind of interesting. I know we kind of uh, said something about it before briefly, but the Marquee Theater, mm. maybe also known as the Marriott Marquee Theater, yes, uh, has sixteen hundred and twelve seats, which is actually crazy to think about. Not gonna lie. Um, currently, Once Upon a One More Time is playing there. Um, it was this version of this theater was built and opened around 1986. And in order for the Marriott Marquis, which is a hotel, obviously, owned by right. Marriott, that is there in Times Square, four Broadway theaters had to be demolished in order for that oh my gosh. hotel. Five, sorry, my mistake. Five had to be demolished in order for that to happen. And the rule of the built into the contract with the architect was there has to be a theater here because you're demolishing five wow. wow which is crazy and makes sense when you think about broadway now why there's a freaking big hotel right in the middle of all the theater district mm -hmm. and you wonder how did they get this and how was there able to be a theater inside well yep. it didn't happen until the mid 1980s and Nederlander owns the theater. The Nederlander um, owns that theater and one mm -hmm. property rights to it. Right. But I want to name a few uh, shows that are, have been in the Marquee Theater. Mm. Shall I? Yes, oh, please. Good. Okay, perfect. Okay, yes. cool. I have stayed at this uh, hotel, by the way. I don't know if oh, I've Oh, yeah. They have the glass in the glass elevators, which was a big yes. deal when it first it's happened. Wonka. That's and it's nice. really cool, actually, outside of the Marquee Theater in the just the hotel on the second floor, which is a great place to go if you need to go to the bathroom. You could just pretend mm. like you're going to the show. But yes, that's not really going to the show. You're just going to the yes. bathroom. Okay. Um, but they have all of these photos of people who have been a part of shows there and mm. also who were doing rehearsals in the conference space above. So it's it, Love this. as much as I'm like not here for branding and marketing, like I do enjoy this theater. So um, something that was here that I find really interesting was the 1999 Annie, get your gun. Love this with uh -huh. Reba. I believe with Reba. Yes. Wow. Iconic. There, there's a 2002 thoroughly modern Millie. Ugh, was amazing. here at this theater. I bet you didn't yeah. know that. I, cause I did not know that. Um, nine to five was Love here that. in 2009. Megan Hilty. I know. Yep. Um, in 2011, Follies was here and then followed up by Evita in 2012, which is Whoa. actually crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was lucky enough to go to this theater in 2018 when I, my mom won tickets to Escape to Margaritaville. Love this. And then I went back in 2019 to see Tootsie's, Tootsie's, wow, Tootsie. And then Tootsie's roll, Tootsie's roll, Tootsie roll. How long does it take to get yeah. to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> um, yeah, no. And then in yeah. 2022, Beetlejuice reopened on Broadway, but not on the theater that I was in before. And it opened mm. at, here at the Marriott Marquis Theater. Jonas Brothers on Broadway was here right before. We have currently Once Upon a One More Time. So oh, I love this. I just find this theater, even though once again, it is branding and marketing. I really, and a newer theater when you think about it, mm. it built in the yeah. late 80s. Um, I still, I find it really endearing. Yeah. Um, before I talk about my last one, yeah. I do, of course... Well, actually, maybe my second to last one now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, 
Um, want to shout out the Eugene O'Neill, um, yeah, which is a great theater and is housed to the Book of Mormon right now, and just has a really cool like fire escape. This is where Spring Awakening was, and when you watch the Spring Awakening documentary, there's lots of cool clips on Max. Um, the streaming service, the documentary is on there. There's lots of cool stuff about the the theater as well. So the the last, the second, the the penultimate theater I want to talk about oh, is oh. the Circle in the Square Theater, which yes. is possibly quite possibly the most versatile Broadway theater. It is just one of two theaters with a thrust design allowing for the audience to be positioned almost entirely around the stage the theater as we know it opened in 1970 and its sister theater which is right next to it is the gershwin theater um it's situated underground the circle in the square lobby sits side by side okay wait i said that already um yes and it has seen shows such as the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the 25th Putnam County, oh wait, the 25th Annual Putnam <sighs> County Spelling Me. I keep mixing up my words. Um, <laughs> the 2011 Godspell Revival, which was amazing. Um, the 2015 musical Fun Home was here. Oh. The 2017 revival of Once on This Island, which, which Rachel saw. Yes. Yes. So good. And, and the 2019 revival of Oklahoma was also here. So <sighs> I just thought this was su- this is such a special, like, unique theater that we just had yes. to shout it out. Yes, yeah. I agree. And then I, lastly, I mm-hmm. would say, unless you have anything else, Rachel. I do not. No. Oh, great. Lastly, I will say, Rachel and I, we both love this theater, which is why I do want to shout it out. We talked about this before. One of the smallest theaters on Broadway, I will say. I know. Well, this is yeah. because, you know, as as Taylor said at the beginning, in order to be a Broadway theater, it has to have 500 seats or more. Yes. And so this is why you don't have like a black box theater on Broadway because it's not big enough, quote unquote. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So this is the Booth Theater with 766 seats. It looks a lot. Uh, the stage is, looks a lot bigger then it would how you think it would house more because i remember because shows like next to normal have but it been feels here. so cozy inside yeah it, it ha- currently houses the best musical winner of this year kimberly akimbo which rachel saw so i have not actually seen a show at the booth theater i just really love i've seen lots of stuff oh there was a big bolt oh there it is do you hear the thunder i heard that there it is oh wow. i hope i oh i'm gonna unplug my computer so i don't lose this um yeah, I just have really always loved like the architecture of the booth yeah. theater. Like from okay. the outside, it's very pretty. This opened um in nineteen thirteen and was named after the nineteenth century greatest stage actor Edwin Booth, brother of John Wilkes Booth. Isn't that Whoa. crazy? That is crazy. Yes. Controversial. He that would get. I'm surprised nobody brought that up and been like, we should change this. But you know, I guess it's not technically named after John Wilkes. So no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I've always thought of John Wilkes Booth, and I never knew that it was named after his brother. So mm-hmm. wow. 
Um, of course, it's, Once it says again, here. We could reference another time in this podcast right now, twice in this current production, to say we need a National Treasure musical, but that's True. fine. That's this right. The second time we're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Hear us out. That's right. Uh, and Will Swenson and Stephen Pascal can play, you know, double team play the Nick Cage role. You know, they can alternate. They can alternate. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Ethan Slater can play um, Riley. Oh, my. He would be so good at Riley. I know. I know. And then That's we'll just have Ariana one. Grande there to support him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, she can be Abigail. Yeah. The Boo Theater, of course, it says here, one of Broadway's more intimate venues and typically houses plays instead of musicals, which is why I think it was so appropriate for something like Next to Normal and Kimberly. I'm sure you can speak to this since you just saw this. but Yeah. And the first time I went to the theater was in 2018 to see Boys in the Band, which is a, right. which is a play. Um, and it felt super intimate. One of the cool th- things of that has to happen for plays is you can't be distracted musicals things are happening normally so fast yeah. that there's lots of sets moving there's lots of people moving and obviously people are singing so mm-hmm. most of the time you can be distracted but when you're in a small you have to be in a small setting where you feel like this is you're being cradled i guess by the theater itself i really think that i think i do I think there's that. a specific design in theaters that is not just about acoustics, but it's about what your vision looks like and how comfortable your seat is and yeah. what your, you know, all, your line of sight is. Um, and the booth theater, I think, just does it really well. And it really feels like I'm experiencing this with just a few other people. Um, and it doesn't feel massive and big like the Gershwin does in a way that's exciting. Obviously, that's exciting. Yeah, but it's different. Although it's funny, the booth on the outside does look pretty big. I mean, it is like yeah. a big theater, but when you enter in, it's very small. Yeah. That's how I felt even about like the music box like yes. where I saw Dear Evan Hansen, yes. which still has a thousand seats, Yes, but it does feel very intimate. And I know yes. that was like a big Concern. thing they were thinking about right. when they transferred Evan to Broadway. Yeah. I wonder if they wanted the booth. But I, I think, no. you know, one one thing that we'll say while we end talking about yes, theater itself is that this is part of the conversation about what goes on Broadway, what is, quote, mm-hmm. Broadway accessible and what's not. And I know that we're in the midst of just literally I feel like everything's changing in the industry, not just yeah. the theater industry, obviously in Hollywood, too. But yeah. But entertainment as a whole. Yes. We're on the precipice, I think, of things changing, of Mm -hmm. potentially smaller venues being more popular. There are Mm -hmm. more people who bought season tickets to MCC Theater for next year than there ever have before. And that's not just because they have great shows. It's because people want to go and be a part of something that is small, that's grassroots, that feels intimate, that feels potentially safe when it comes to exposure for COVID or other things, right? Mm-hmm. Also um, is definitely a part of that. So I think that we'll see. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if, if Broadway theaters start changing how they do capacity and what revenue looks like if we get new Broadway theaters that are, quote, a part of Broadway, but are actually have been off Broadway, but now we're going to let lower than 500 capacity um come in mm-hmm. um I- yeah. i'll just be curious to see what happens because mm-hmm. we are definitely going to have a conversation in the future about like the business of broadway and how much that is 
you know, that's taken into account with all these theaters and how a show chooses a theater and all these things. But, of course, we wanted to give you guys an overview of just some theaters that we love and wanted to shout out, but also shows that we've seen there and experiences. You know, we talked about our favorite show experiences, and some of them are at these theaters. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to think that for, you know, American history is small uh, in comparison, but to think for... 40, mm-hmm. 50, 60, almost 100 years for some of yeah. these theaters that people have been coming to them as a as a place of refuge, as a place of mm. entertainment, as a place of togetherness, as a place, especially during wartime, right? We think about seeing the photos in Times Square of World War II, right? But like people were going to be entertained during times of right. violence and being together after times of extreme hardship. And mm. to think like all of that, is what you're seeing when you walk into a Broadway theater. And it's just, it's so moving. And we hope we see more representation, like we were talking about with the names of the theaters. And we're starting to see that, but we're hoping it gets a lot better as well. So, Preach. Yeah. Preach. (laughs) We're hoping for a Greta Gerwig theater one day. You know, oh, just me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I did the Barbie musical. At the Greta Gerwig Theater. No, oh. but actually, the Barbie yeah. movie could be a musical. It's, I know. It's like, it's like two steps away. I know. I know. Okay. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for having oh, this conversation. Broadway you. theaters, we love them. Uh, guys, let us know who and what and where and why and how are yeah. you. What are your favorite theaters on exactly. Broadway? And just tell us all the things. Tell us like, all the things. Show us a photo yeah. of your favorite Broadway theater. Maybe That's with true. you standing in front of it. That's right. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about our character of the week. Let's do it. Ooh. Every time I say that, I'm like, I'm a cheerleader. Um, Maybe you are a, che- you are a cheerleader. Uh, this is yeah. a segment, if you're new here. Um, mm. that where we talk Welcome. about uh, what we're feeling like for this week and we scour the theater universe to pick a character who embodies similar thoughts, feelings, and vibes. That's right. And we would also love to hear your thoughts on which Great Gatsby musical are you more excited for? That's what I want to know. Um, That's actually and, what we want to know. Yeah. And um, your thoughts on your favorite Broadway theater as well. Um, as well as your characters of the week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us which character you are this week. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, are you ready to hear my character this week? Tell me, tell me, who are you? Ooh, who who am I? (laughs) I'm not Jean Valjean this week. Okay. Yeah, I, Um, I was told to remember itchy seats and being hot. Yes. Yeah, being hot. Wait, wait. Oh, no, no, no. Not the itchy seats. (laughs) Just the fluctuation of being hot and cold. That's all. I'm saying. Yeah, are you yeah, Katy yeah. Perry this week? Well, <laughs> I'm always Katy Perry. Um, but yeah, I. You know what's funny is as soon as we finished the recording, I was like, oh, I should be. I should have been a Broadway theater this week. That would have been funny. I'm the Ethel Barrymore. I know. No, I thought kidding. about that, but I. Yeah. I feel like there's. That's not allowed. But it could yeah. be. There could are no be. rules. 
anyway, so yes, this week I'm feeling, listen, it's so hot out in Virginia heat weather. And then also, listen, I do this on purpose, but in my house and also at my work, it is very cold. So I'm feeling hot and cold this week. I am not Katy Perry, but I'm just going, you know, I go outside, I'm hot. I come inside, I'm a little cold. Got to put some socks on. So I'm feeling like this character. I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't this character, but I have not been. And that is the lovely huggable snowman that is Olaf and because he loves summer so much but he's also made out of snow so I'm hot and cold (laughs) and that's why I am Olaf this week I am obsessed I love this thank you thank you so much yeah Yeah. Josh Gad himself um yeah one of my cars is also named Olaf so that's been fun it's very fitting yeah very fitting yeah Rachel, who is your character this week? Well, this week I really wanted to be the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> and Phantom been. of the Megaplex combined. Yeah. You're both Phantoms. I've already been him. Um, mm. Do you guys remember Danny Phantom? The movie? I mean, the uh, yes. TV show? The TV show? Yeah. Johnny Phantom, I thought. I thought it was Danny. Oh, Johnny Tsunami is maybe what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's of. a good movie. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, but in all seriousness, I... I don't really know what I'm doing or who who I am in general, which is why I thought a ghost would be good. So then I thought <laughs> I <laughs> I'm actually going to be the problematic, but ever present, the most ever present ghost outside of the Phantom of the Opera there is in theater history, and that is Hamlet, King Hamlet's father's ghost. <laughs> I am there. You're welcome. Wow. Oh my gosh, that I is know. like. A deep cut. That's like it the is deep a deep cut. cut. Well, you, yeah. I, but also this is this time of year really makes me think of Shakespeare. There's right. nothing else. Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. That's all you got. And you yeah. know what? Did you know why you're not allowed to say Macbeth in a theater? No. It's because on the day of the opening of Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, the actor who is playing Lady Macbeth, which obviously was a man at the time, died. Whoa. On opening night, and Shakespeare, according to legend, Shakespeare himself had to go on what that's <laughs> wild oh I my know. gosh could you imagine being there i would have been like wow <laughs> we only paid we only paid one cent for this performance <laughs> this yeah was a good deal yeah i know anyway so that's a fun yeah. fact for how much week. are we paying the babysitter tonight that's what a lot of people <laughs> were thinking yeah <laughs> oh, oh i love God. that oh. you're a ghost look at yeah, you i'm a ghost put on a white tablecloth um <laughs> If you guys would like to join in on our discussion of Broadway theaters, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. <laughs>